Welcome to a very special Halloween episode of This Paranormal Life! Hey, welcome back. It's Tuesday once again. You're listening to This Paranormal Life, and it is a very special Halloween edition. So if you're listening to this on anything other than Wednesday, 31st of October, 2018, back off. Either go forward in time or backwards in time. This is for Halloween only. Today, you are joined by myself, Mr. Kit Greer, professional paranormal investigator. As usual, Mr. Roy Pars. Me! That was it. Great. I'm just excited. And as a very special Halloween edition guest, Mr. Dan Kripa. Hello. I don't really have a spooky voice. It's just regionally muddled. I think your voice Hello. is probably the, the spookiest. spookiest. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. Of all of us. Is it? Well, in like a sexy because ghost it's, No, story. you mean it's like, it's like from the middle of f***ing nowhere. <laughs> it could go one of two ways. Am I eating you or I'm f***ing you? Well, you... <laughs> Your competition is someone with a Northern Irish accent mm -hmm. or the voice of a cartoon mouse. Mm. So yeah. I think you're going to take yeah. gold for that. Yeah. Also, we add a lot of sort of sound effects. I thought you did them live. So. I thought you are doing these all live. Like, Powers has got this massive soundboard in yeah. front of him. <laughs> Dark like, Vader it, it, looks like, it looks like he works at NASA. That's right. Many of you will know Dan already. We're very excited to have him on the podcast. But as always, there's no time for introductions. We just have to dive right in. Exactly. You know, most podcasts would... Uh, tell you a little bit about the guests, That's what right. they do, where That's they right. come from. But f the rules. We're about the ghouls. And we're diving oh. in this week to a paranormal tale. And you, you say you don't prep. Written <laughs> your I came up with that last Christmas. I, I knew I had to wait. I saw you wait. pouring over rhyming dictionary at the word ghouls all ghouls. day. Diving right in, Kasploosh. It's all Hallows' Eve. As the days have become shorter, the darkness of winter encroaches, and the planets have reached a cosmic alignment. This is something ancient humans knew for thousands of years. A time when, for a brief moment, the separation between the spirit world and our world becomes very thin. Mm. Entire other planes of existence become accessible. But unfortunately, it's mostly a one-way street. We can't exactly journey Disney's Coco style to the land of the dead, although that would make tremendous podcasting. But beings on the other side can contact us. It's the late 1600s in what today is Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. A tale Weird. close to home. It's good. Mm -hmm. well, Halloween's mm -hmm. very Celtic. Is it? it? Yeah, in origin. That's well, right. this is one of the reasons I wanted yeah. to get you on the podcast, because you know quite a lot about, probably yeah. more Sam about Hain. Halloween than yeah. I know. You're like an enthusiast? Is I'm that a Halloween enthusiast, mm -hmm. amateur, but an enthusiast nevertheless. Um, yeah, Sam Hain is the kind of Celtic precursor to Halloween, which is a Christian festival. And, and you're like, right, it is like Isle of Man, Ireland, Scotland, everyone else can f*** off, basically. <laughs> so the spirit world is at its most permeable. <laughs> it's like at the separation where you tear off a new bin bag. Yeah. That's Ireland. <laughs> yes, Northern Ireland. And two children, both orphaned at an early age, have been taken into care by a guardian for the first time. The same guardian, in fact. The children's names are John and Nicola. How old are the children? Uh, say like six like pretty young all right it's pretty early on to not know these little details i don't want to nitpick the story <sighs> but just yeah this guardian was extremely religious and right away tried to impart that on the kids right and wrong heaven and hell god and the devil and like all little kids they accepted it understood it and that became their entire world they th saw everything through the lens of religion and like all good kids they grew up over the years 
You're saying bad kids don't? <laughs> yeah, they kind of stay the same. That's what I saw, at least. What? You, you turn it into something kind of poetic, like, guy. oh, bad kids never grow up. No, I mean, literally, in our primary school. Peter Pan. Yeah. You shouldn't be going into kids' room. You've fully grown, Peter. It's fine. I never grow up. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But let them have their childhood. He's like a little overweight at this point. Got a little stash. Yeah. Little Peter yeah. stash. Peter, your, your tights are soiled. It's yeah. quite obvious to everyone else in this room. He's like, jump out the window, kids. You can fly. Just sprinkle some of this on you. Oh, is that it's magic co- part? It's angel dust. <laughs> it's just cocaine. <laughs> Follow me. Straight into a car. Sadly, when they, uh, when they grew up a little bit more, their highly religious guardian died suddenly. Now in their early teens, they went into the care of a different new guardian. Only problem was, this person was a hardcore atheist and had no tolerance for religion at all. And they tried to shake the kids loose of their Christian upbringing. But it was all they'd ever known and they weren't about to give in. Young John and Nicola made a pact. They made a pact that whoever died first would visit the other from beyond the grave to come and tell them once and for all who was right, which religion was true, and how to please whatever supreme being was out there. That's quite a cool idea. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I guess that's a good indication of that there is... A heaven, at least. Yeah. You can come back. Although... But... uh, Can you come back from heaven? Ooh! Isn't it ghost... So is that a one-way like junction? You think so? Well, angels, it, angels that... visit, right? And they live in heaven. I hope but, they live in heaven. Are they, are they ghosts, though? My God, there's so many questions. Yeah. The thing is, like, <laughs> oh, we are not Jesus. equipped to answer. Is an angel no, what, a no ghost? Wonder, no wonder we still haven't got to the bottom of all this. No, isn't that? Yeah, although they do call, they do talk about the Holy Ghost in like Catholicism. The Holy Ghost that, can do whatever it, it wants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got to die. But yeah, that's a good question. Like, you go to heaven, it's supposed to be the never-ending paradise but what if your like one afterlife goal is to go immediately back to earth yeah usually the thing with ghosts is like you you stay as a ghost like one way of like explaining ghosts is like it's like souls that have unfinished business yeah Yeah. so whether it's like to right or wrong revenge whatever to communicate something and then once that's fulfilled sometimes like in some fiction the ghost not this fiction Mm. um, the ghost disappears Mm -hmm. yeah but I don't know how that like gels with like religious stuff that's a good question Mm. come on John and Nicola yeah well maybe that's it they made a satanic pact wrong direction that they had (laughs) that they had to fulfill before they could go to heaven terrible idea let's prove to him that God is real by showing him the devil (laughs) the other side of the coin just to get this correct yeah if the atheist side is real right like the correct (laughs) like I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up (laughs) The schema of looking at the world. Yeah. There, is he just expecting, he or she expecting just nothing? I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, so if he comes back, as long as he isn't like, you know, got like a ball and chain around his leg or something or I've like also got devil an- horns. Yeah. I've got, also got another big question, but I'm going to save this one to the end because I think you might just blow it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Please do. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> I cannot take the least amount of interrogation on this. Please. <laughs> It just hard cuts to, welcome back to Rory and Kit's Halloween special. (laughs) (laughs) To recap, Satanic Pact, they're going to come back. Whichever one dies first, going to come back, tell the other what's up. Well, the years passed. Nicola married and became Lady Beersford. And John married too and became Lord Tyrone. Cooler. Well done. Two orphans really making their way in the world today. That was like a get Richard die trying story. Cheers. 
It's probably because he said Beersford. Being basically family, they stayed in touch over the years. They would hang out as two families together, spending as much time together as they could. One morning, Lady Beersford was at the breakfast table, and her husband, Sir Tristram, looked at his wife's um, arm, and she had this little black band wrapped around it. What's that for, dear? What's going on? She goes, oh, d- don't worry about that. And instead, she, she changed the subject. She said, where's your next post of work going to be? And just asking question after question, you know? And he's going, why? What, what does it matter? But she looked so worried. He was, he was curious. And he said, what's wrong? And, she, you know, her face sinks and she goes, it's Lord Tyrone. Something's wrong. He's dead. I know it. Ooh. And when the post arrived the following day, indeed, Lord Tyrone had died on Tuesday past. How did she know? Did someone tell her? How is that even possible that that news got to her before the post? Yeah. Not only that, in the coming days, she turned to Sir Tristram and said, I'm pregnant. I can feel it. I I know I am. And it's going to be a boy. She was, like, really sure about these kind of curious things. She had this strong intuition. And, you know, whatever, nine months later. I don't know how long it takes. (laughs) Nine months later, she's like, I think I'm definitely pregnant. (laughs) And that also, oh, you son. Of that wasn't me. Was that me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was me. Yeah. All right. Three jeans you put on me. Well done. Yeah, just what? Either that or masturbated. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> Flick of the knob. <laughs> <laughs> Flick of the knob through the jeans. <laughs> to be fair, I'm doing it all day. That's done. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't honest, have made that good joke because now this has to stay uh, uh, I, I can't stop <laughs> HR pulls me in Rory listen we were looking at the CCTV and it was I was putting it on mute okay I thought this might come up <laughs> that's what I call it yeah. <laughs> I was silencing the call <laughs> just put that on mute I think you know husband's dead she made that call she sorry not, not her husband brother. not her sorry, husband brother's uh, her, dead yeah, brother. she made that call yeah Baby's coming. She made that call. Yep. It is time to get this girl in a room and talk football. That's what I'm saying. NBA you predictions can, too. Exactly. That would be great. We're talking Super Bowl. Uh-huh. You can get the. I know the, what you're thinking. The sweep. <laughs> 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 you know, you could get all the offs, onsets, offsets, all the you know the big scores. All the big sports in 17th, 16th century Northern Ireland. What would be? Yeah, big I don't know if there was like a big fantasy football <laughs> thing going. Was there some competitive? tournament Croquet. where you just spank that hoop with a stick <laughs> excuse oh. me <laughs> Celtic hoop spanking yes yeah, that's the one go. yeah I meant that in the least sexual way possible you, you know the the little <laughs> stick smacking Wait, put it on mute you, you know where the, the one that Oh. These were simple times, guys. They didn't have Game Boys. They didn't have Nintendo Switches. Yeah, 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 they had a hoop you, and they whacked it with a stick. You just Yeah, you still got to be way more specific. <laughs> hoop stick. Oh. Okay. Hoop stick? Stick hoop? Do you really not know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, let me uh, let me Google a picture for you. It's actually your phone background. Sport. You don't even need to Google it. That's <laughs> insane. Hoop. Man, I'm Googling hoop stick, and I hope something comes up. Hell. Uh, there you go. Okay, well, they've just got a stick and a hoop. I don't know what the game hoop is. Hoop stick. You can't just point at it and say the words again. Well, I can't look up a GIF. They didn't have GIFs in the olden days. <laughs> Okay, look. So the the hoop would go along the floor, and you would basically beat it with a stick <clears> to keep oh. it to keep it rolling. Okay, so it's kind of like when you roll a, like a penny, you give it that you know momentum, and it rolls yeah. along. And you're kind of, but you're keeping it going with you, a stick. You're smacking okay. it. Yeah. yeah. And then someone invented football, and they're like, "That's way it's better." Way, yeah, way. <laughs> more I get fun. way more into this. You guys got an Xbox. Yeah. Oh, 
But even after all all the joy of um, bringing this little boy into the world, sadly, four years later, her husband, Sir Tristram, died. She retreated into herself, leading a pretty solitary existence from then on. That is, until she met the local clergyman's son. He, he, he saw her about town, he started pursuing her romantically, courting her, whatever they did back All in the right. day, inviting her to games of hoopstick, that kind of, of thing. I've got front row seats, baby. <laughs> my lady, do you the big game. spank the hoop? And she's like, get out, sir. <laughs> I will have you killed, I'm a lady. But haunted by her past, she resisted. Something had changed in her since her husband's death. She just wasn't interested. But, you know, maybe, maybe a year or two later, she had a change of heart. And, and she kind of reciprocated um, these feelings to the young man. And eventually they got married. That was fast. Yeah, I know. It's, Zero to there's a lot to get that. through. <laughs> okay. You said a couple of years, didn't you? Yeah. There's... I think that's okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, I guess. People lived not as long back then. Got to fit all in. Yeah, yeah that's days true. were months to them. You got yeah. to just do it all. And everyone was mm-hmm. four foot three because of malnutrition. They lived to the ripe age of eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> got, you just got to go for it. You're like a fruit fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's fitting. The kids I, are like seven years old, and their mums are like, "You're wasting your life playing hoopstick. <laughs> I you should you, be married. You should by be a now. banker yeah. by now." <laughs> the day you get acne is the day that you die. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the plague. <laughs> Uh, they yeah. think that's what's causing uh, all the death. Yeah, John just got his first blackhead. That's the end of him. <laughs> he got his first boner. That's the end of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, uh, once, he, once he puts it on mute, he's dead. <laughs> you got about 24 hours to have sex and then you're gone. <laughs> I tell you, that's a, that's a brilliant series of 24. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I, I like having three people on podcasts. Adding a, like a, a dirty, inappropriate layer to the podcast. Hello, I'm no, fantastic <laughs> Her and the the clergyman's son, they had a turbulent relationship, but eventually she bore another child. Shortly after this was her birthday. On the day, the local clergyman, her own father-in-law, I suppose, came to visit. She said, oh, how good to see you. Don't you know it's my 48th birthday? Aren't you going to join me to celebrate? But the clergyman, having known her mother before she was orphaned, knew Lady Beersford's age better than even she did. Because she didn't, you know, she didn't have the family around in those early days. And okay. it was kind of early records. Yeah, yeah. This is a messy story. I didn't say bad. It's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot, there's a lot of loose threads, I will concede. But they will be tied together imminently. Okay. And he said, I know it's your birthday, but you're 47, not 48. Her face dropped. She looked at him and said, you have signed my death warrant today. I have not long to live. You must leave me immediately, as I have some things of importance to settle before I die. Oh my god. Once left alone, she called for her sons and her closest friends to join her. She had something to tell them. She said, Years ago, before her husband died, Lord Tyrone, her brother, appeared to her in the night. He was sitting at the edge of her bed, but in like a ghostly way. And he said, (laughs) What is it? So just like floating? Yes. Okay. But at the end. It was in a ghostly way. His legs were crossed, but in the wrong direction. <laughs> like back up onto himself. He sat there going, it was he weird. Sat there going ooh. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. I know, she won't wake up. I said, ooh. Ooh. Her. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking shit over. Ooh, dumbass. He has to stay on oh, brand. Yeah. Ooh. Then she wakes up and he like goes, he has to hustle back to the bottom of the bed. <laughs> Look really good. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've awakened. <laughs> he said, I'm dead. 
That'll do it. Straight, <laughs> straight like, I bloody well know you are. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You're gonna pose. It's like a funeral, mate. I'm dead, but I remembered our pact, and I've come back to see you. He said, first of all, keep doing what you're doing. God likes religion. Keep doing that. Don't do the atheist thing. Okay. Definitely not. I love that it's like an annual review. Yeah. Keep keep doing what you're doing. It's great. You're doing Fantastic. Great. Like, there's actually not enough budget for paying Christmas this year. <laughs> but he also told her stuff from the future. He said, you're going to have a son. But four years later, your husband will die. You will marry again and bear another son. But you will die in your 47th year. She sat there, not moving, didn't know what to do. He tried to convince her that this was real, it wasn't just a dream. He, he tried writing something down, he threw stuff around the room, but she just wouldn't move. So he leaned over and grabbed her wrist with his ghostly mitts, and immediately the skin on her wrist withered and the veins turned grey. It was real. And ever since that day, she wore a black band around her wrist to hide the scars. Okay. Thoughts. It's interesting. It's very spooky. So, so the guy who told her she was forty-eight didn't really kill her. No, she was going to. No, no, no. In fact, he actually probably well, did, did her a favor. Well, she thought she got past it. That's it. I yeah. think that's why she was happy. She, was, she just turned forty-eight, but she was actually forty. I think she was like, "Oh, it was all bullshit because uh-huh. I haven't died." He said, "I died when I was forty-seven." Yeah. But then he was like. You're actually still, you know, oh, you've just, just turned, turned you've got to your 47th yeah. year, so it could still happen. Oh, okay, so she's not going to be happy about that, is she? Yeah. She's going to be pretty pissed. Probably. She could live another year. Yeah. She doesn't well, know at that she, point. Yeah, she's got a max of 365 days left. Made the most of it. Yeah, that's what I would do. YOLO. Um, don't like the idea of, like, a ghost touching you, like, mm. turn, like withers your hand. Mm. I thought that would. I wonder if the brother mm-hmm. knew that before he did it. Yeah, seems a bit of a mean. Or was it like uh, what was like the the afterlife sibling equivalent of a Chinese burn? Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna give you a withered arm for the rest of your life. (laughs) To be fair, how really hard could he have known? Nah, he might not. That's true. That's the thing. Like um, one of my favorite uh, movies, Beetlejuice. When you die, you get the handbook for the recently deceased, which is a guidebook Mm. for like new ghosts, (laughs) which I think is really useful. Because it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff to navigate. Yeah. Like, it feels like he hasn't been primed. It was like a, from it's a time true. before that. They didn't have all the courses. Yeah, well, you know, when you're a baby growing up to be a, a human, an alive human, yep. you know, you got 12 years to work out how to do that. And parents. And parents. 12 we, years before you were dropped off in the middle of the wilderness. You don't need your diaper anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you die and become a ghost, you're thrown in the deep end here. You've got your ghost powers, but you don't know what they are. You're yeah. floating all that's of a why, sudden. Yeah, that's why in Beetlejuice, they assign you like a caseworker. That's smart. Orientate mm. you in the afterlife. So he might not have known, but he knew how to get back to her. Yeah. Because yeah. maybe he, in his head, he was like, oh, take my hand and I'll show you the visions of your death. He just mm. touches her and it's like, ah, like well, burns her hand away. And he's like, I didn't know it was going to do like, that. He's to be, like, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like in X-Men, what's that character? And she can't Rogue. touch anyone? Rogue. And like, you know, she she, she's this lovable yeah, character and yeah. she's just lonely, but everyone she touches physically dies. It's like it's a metaphor. Almost. Wow. Almost. But it's real. It's not meta <laughs> because that would make it fiction if it was a metaphor. And so lame. It's real, it's guys. Real. With her birthday, there was a sense of disbelief, maybe. I think that came up whenever her husband died. She realized that a lot of the prophecy had come true. Mm. So then whenever this guy started trying to woo her, she was like, F- this. 
the prophecy says I'm getting married again. I'm not doing just it. Trying to resist yeah. his destiny. Right I was away. wondering like how long he'd taken like to keep his promise, like oh, yeah. of, like giving her the answer. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him because I'd probably forget f- about in heaven well, for a little bit. <laughs> well, that's it. I gotta be like, I will be right back. But I honestly, I, it's banging. I don't up know here. if you mean that in a literal sense or euphemistic sense. It's Maybe not, both. Uh, I don't know what it's like. It's wicked in heaven. Can you spank uh, the you, hoop? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like spanking the hoop? Got a whole area for that. Um, He's like, over here we have the Golden River. Uh, over here is just like a sushi go round that never that ends. Sound like it's just full of piss. <laughs> just don't come on, just stop this. It's like all and I want. Make heaven. Is you're a hoop and a stick. Heaven, heaven isn't Vegas. In your version, of heaven it might be Vegas. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Um, yeah, so he came back further quickly to keep that promise, which is good of him. Because I feel like if I died, I'd have like a lot on my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably forget that obligation. Hmm. So, sh- uh, do we know if this had any impact on her life? Though, did she become more religious? Because that's kind of what he's proving, I guess, that the afterlife does exist. So, therefore, kind of Christian religion is well. That was the point of all of like the reason he came back. It is true. That is the central point. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if she had a complicated relationship with religion after that because. <laughs> Like getting burned by a ghost. He's yeah. He's throwing in a lot of extra content with the whole Christianity thing that isn't talked about in the Bible. Yeah. Prophecies. Well, this is your husband dying. This is the curveball question I was going to throw in. Just because you're an atheist, yes, doesn't necessarily mean ghosts don't exist. It's a good point. Well presented. Because an atheist believes there isn't like an overarching like deity or creator mm-hmm. but a ghost could still exist i guess like if you're an atheist yeah maybe. maybe ghosts are like the food in hook you can only see it if you believe in it i always re- they look like poster paint but i still wanted to look eat like it. colorful mashed potatoes yeah. i really liked it as well <laughs> so what lady beersford experienced was a type of fortune telling and it was done through the medium of spirits in the beyond but there are a lot of ways of telling the future including but not limited to electromancy, astromancy, claromancy, gastromancy, geomancy, hydromancy, lithomancy, necromancy, onomancy, pyromancy, crystallomancy, chronomancy, or tarotomancy. Ooh. So tarot, for the unfamiliar, is a deck of cards. It's about 80 in total, with various mythological themes on them. It's believed by some that tarot was initially practiced by the ancient Egyptians that the cards themselves represented the Book of Thoth, written by the Egyptian god himself. It contained the word of the gods, the mysteries of Isis, as well as countless other esoteric systems of mathematics and spiritual laws, all rolled in to a deck of cards. Then, after the fall of the ancient Egyptian civilization, the Romani people wandered the earth, taking with them the secret knowledge contained in the cards. When they arrived in France and Italy, just to I'm sorry, have you got a problem? Just sounds like you're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> this could very easily or, be I know, the I know, intro to an, an anime. I, know, I, know, I, was thinking, I was thinking Magic the Gathering or something like that. All of the world's <laughs> ancient knowledge distilled into these 17 cards. Actually, new expansion. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually just found some new eternal knowledge. Do you want that? Uh, well, it's like the Lost Gospels or something. You yeah. know, Maybe they find them in a cave somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> One card was trusted to the Egyptians. Another card brought across the oceans, lost at sea. (laughs) It's epic. I love it. I'm I'm into this. The the Egyptian god Thoth collaborated with the uh, blue-eyes white dragon (laughs) to create the cards. So whenever these cards arrived in France and Italy just a few hundred years ago, it was adopted 
to a simple card game played in parlors all over Europe, hiding in plain sight and spreading in popularity. But the church knew. They knew it wasn't Christian and they tried to stamp it out. Yet it survived to today. So for hundreds and maybe thousands of years, these cards have been used to tell the future. And today, we're going to use them to investigate the paranormal. All right. Behold. Wow. Ooh. All right. So Kit has actually placed a little engraved wooden, wooden box that yeah. on the side has like runic symbols. And in the middle, am I uh, right to believe that is the Tree of Life? It is a drill. Yeah, I think it's the one from Lord of the Rings, probably. Yeah, these look Norse-like runes. They do a bit. No idea what they say. These God of War top drums. <laughs> They're just like, do not open, stay out. Yeah. There Pan- are actual- it actually says Pandora's. <laughs> <laughs> there are actual yeah runes burnt onto the side of this box. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a little peek at what's going on. You just your face melts. Melt. In <laughs> it was the Ark! All right. Already, the packaging is pretty battered. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where you've been taking these. I'm very uncertain about my future. That's Jesus. what I'll say. And I feel like you're using the cards wrong. Ooh, I mean, it comes in a little instructions book that has an Ouroboros on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good. There's a lot of... Uh, bad vibes I'm getting from these cards. You'll see by perusing... Is this the first deck you've seen, Roy? Uh, First deck of tarot cards? I believe it is, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I've never seen one in in the flesh. Yeah, you'll see they've got elaborate mythological scenes imprinted on them. Yeah, and a bunch of girls with their baps out. There's some. That's how they rock. Yeah, he's actually right. That's called the star card. Back in pagan times. Uh, Is this my future? I hope so. Look at that one. A couple of of naked ladies in the sky I'm just going to say, you're not going to want to disrespect the cards because they they will bring down um, divine justice. Is this going to be one of these things where I'm dealt out and it's like, oh, you got the sunshine, uh, heart of joy, and uh, rainbow. That means death, sin, plagues. Pretty much, yeah. So if you want to start by shuffling them. Okay. Can I bend them like uh, Vegas he's doing, style? He's oh, doing it Vegas style. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's just disrespecting them at every turn, basically. Okay. All right, guys. Good, sh- good shuffle, yeah. huh? One-eyed jacks, deuces are wild. Place your bets now. Okay, They're very large is... cards, which makes him doing this very unwieldy. <laughs> yeah. All Fingers right. are bleeding there, bud. Yep. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people sing you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 Ooh. so far? Go. Mm, okay, uh, well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay, and tell me, did mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. 
In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals, BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. Huh? But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ParanormalLife today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash ParanormalLife. Well, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, let's get mine out of the way. <laughs> You sound really pessimistic, actually. I, I have a... I if, actually, if you always say a close friend of yours will die, and then I do it, and he says, you will die. <laughs> I will not be impressed. <laughs> it's like, you will be murdered, and you will murder. Oh. Sweet. Uh, okay, so I'm going to give the cards to you. I'm going to need you to, to um, knock on them a couple times. That will dispel the energy that I've imparted to them so that this reading will be mm. all about you. All right. So you take them. All right. Treat them just, with just grace. Yes, if you could. Okay, I was, that's a bit heavy. Wake up, you demon bastards. Bit heavy-handed. Yeah, so you can set them down on the table there. All right. Uh, in the center. Oh, wow. Come that's, at me. Yeah. So if you want to take the first card and yes, lay sir. it just below the deck, face down. Okay. Don't look at it. Face down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's one. Now, if you can take three more cards, oh, not God. looking at them, and just lay them down. So you've got this one here, and then three more. One, two, three, below. Right, okay. So what we're going to do is a past, present, and future reading. All right. Now, this card that's at the top, that is going to be the overarching theme of our read today. Okay. So, like, sun? You want, like, sun or smiles? Or? Well, you want it to be good, I guess. I, don't, I know the thing with the, some of these is like it isn't immediately what you think it might be. Like some yeah. of the cards, are like so it's like oh, sword, like, like death and oh, friendship. Yeah, death can actually mean like rebirth, the death like of some star. Yeah. <laughs> it can also mean you're gonna <laughs> fing get killed. <laughs> yeah, really like, flip like, over so, the death card. Uh, some of these have double meanings. Though. There's, um, no. there's an episode. Of, <laughs> there's an episode of Bottom where um, um, Rick Mail's character stumbles. At, they're at like a um, carnival and he stumbles into a tent with his tarot reader, and she turns over the first card and it's death. And he goes, "Oh no!" He goes, "No, no, no." Death in context can mean a new cycle, the end of something. She turns over a second card, it's death again, and goes, oh shit. And she goes, no, 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 it might just mean it's a more intense period of change. She turns over a third one, it's death. And he, she go, he goes, is that good? And he goes, no, there's only meant to be two in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> so Rory, if you want to start by flipping over that first card. Oh, my heart is actually racing a little bit. So this is the theme of the read. That's okay. right. Ace of Wands. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It looks like a dick. It looks like Coming a hand. Out of fart. It looks, like, it looks like a. I got dick fart. Is that it a looks, good card? It looks, it looks like a Monty Python drawing. It does. It's just the most disrespectful shit I've ever been privy to. <laughs> so the theme of this okay. is inspiration, power. Oh, hey. Creation, beginnings, and potential. This sounds great. On the card, a hand reaches out from the clouds, as if a spiritual opportunity is being made to grasp a wand that is still flowering, growing, and developing. Leaves float down and signify spiritual progress. In the distance, there is a castle that represents the promise of what opportunities may come. So you're saying I gotta grab my wand 
and head towards the castle of life. Potentially. I that's, think that's, that's what just, it's... Like, that is that's, the, that's the overall yeah. theme. Okay, okay. It's yeah. like potential. That's a good like motivational yeah. thing. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go bottom left. Bottom left. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is this one in relation to? This is your past, sir. Oh, God. So the card shows two people under some sort of rainbow with uh, children nearby. Great. This is the Ten of Cups. Let's see what that has to say. Oh, those are cups. That sounds good. That sounds like, it's po- like, a, like yeah, a party. It's like, it's like a rainbow of goblets. This isn't going to be bad, right? Everyone's having a banging party. The Ten of Cups. Divine love, blissful relationships, harmony and alignment. Loving couples stand together, arms outstretched as their children play nearby. They have a home on the hill and a beautiful rainbow in the sky. Hell yeah. <laughs> the couple shares true Everlasting love. I don't know if you can be it's, good at these cards, but I'm smashing. Well, it's good it. that it's good that's all behind you now. <laughs> uh, cool. If you want to go ahead and do your present. All right. Hello, Ace of Swords. He's <laughs> got two aces. Now we're talking. I got a sword and a fucking wand. I'm like Harry Potter meets Luke Skywalker. Laser sword. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I guess. Ah, the Ace of Swords. Raw power. <laughs> Victory, breakthroughs, and mental clarity. I've had power twice mentioned <laughs> yeah. in my predictions. This is great. The upright sword is symbolic of the mind and intellect. The wreath indicates success and victory and the crown indicating mental clarity you've got an overall picture of potential of prosperity you know a past of kind of love and happiness a present of raw power (laughs) victory and breakthroughs so we're kind of on a on a absolute roll here i guess let's just see what the future holds so far i am just some sort of magical beast slayer I've yeah. got a wand. You've ditched your family. <laughs> I've got power. Gone power mad. I've got ten golden cups in the sky. I'm gonna put a crown the on my sword. The future is bright, my friends. <laughs> I'm ready to flip this card. Let's see it. Strength. <laughs> it's literally a dude strangling a lion. This is f***ing rigged, Wait, man. He's strangling a lion, and he's got the infinity symbol above his head. That means I can never die. It's infinite power, lads. I can kill whatever I want. What's your destiny? Infinite power? Someone stab me. That's right. The future holds the strength card. That's courage, persuasion, influence, and compassion. It's going to be big on Instagram. <laughs> Because the lion is known for its ferociousness, the fact that you've tamed this wild beast and unleashed its calming, loving energy means that you can overcome any obstacle. Oh, yes. So I don't really know what to say about this, uh, but... Well done. Do you feel like this relates to you? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. You know, when you came in here, Kit, with your cards about the future... You know, my first instinct was to call you a nerd and a coward. Right. Uh, and tell and you then you disrespected is... the cards yeah, time I and disrespect... time again. Yeah, so with my okay. wand and my sword. But now you're talking about how, like, courageous I am and I can tame any beast and I've got all these weapons and, like, a happy family. You're starting to make some sense, Mulvena, for once. So, uh, hell, I'm ready to believe in the heart of the cards. Glad to have you on board, brother. <laughs> Will we do another for Daniel? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to go badly, isn't it? I know that they're, you know, open to interpretation, but I think I can't die. 
Oh, this one means you're going to be punched in the balls. Uh, this one means uh, this one next. means you're impotent. <laughs> what is that an ancient card? <laughs> well, his kiss got a sword on it. Is that an ancient card? <laughs> oh, and this one you're. This one says Baron. <laughs> what the fuck is this about? <laughs> Here's a picture of you taming the goat. Got jacking off, guys. Sweet. It's a little droopy sword. So I'm going to pass you the cards. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to knock on them. Okay. As before, to dispel my negative energy, very I'm very cursed. The cards. Yeah. Very, very respectful. It was a tender touch. Not my so, style, but... Feel free to place them down, and you can arrange them uh, one by one okay. in the way that Roy did previously. Dan is placing the cards in yeah. a four-card formation, oh, past, yes. present, and future. When you're ready, reveal oh, the first card. Because... Okay, okay. All right, this is the theme of the read. It is a man hold side by side three big sticks or thin emaciated trees with the number three above him. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That looks a bit like a barren forest. <clears throat> Looking away from it. Yeah, like it's all behind you now. <laughs> to be fair, there's not <laughs> much going on in front of you. <laughs> hey, mate. Land of opportunity, that. You can't see the um, castle behind me. The three of wands. A man stands on a cliff with his back turned, looking out over the sea to distant mountains. From this height, he can see all that lies ahead and is aware of all impending challenges and opportunities. This is about preparation, about foresight, enterprise, and expansion. Nice. Nice. That's good. How relevant. It's like you've got your feet firmly planted on the ground, you know, looking at all that's coming up. See everything clearly, me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So go ahead with the other ones. Tell us about your past, Daniel. Ooh, first card. This is my past. Um, this is right way around. Great. Um, number one, the magician. He's holding up. <laughs> he's holding up um, a two-ended candle. Could be a wand. There's a pentagram on a plate in front of him. A gobbler. That sounds good. Loads of flowers at his feet and an infinity symbol above his head. Great. The that, infinite magician. That sounds good. That's right. The magician's got one hand pointing up towards the universe and one pointing down towards the earth. He's connected to both the spiritual realm and the material realm. Very um, in keeping with our Halloween theme. He's using that connection to manifest his goals in the physical realm. This is about manifestation, about resourcefulness. What about the pentagram on the plate? I was going to say, perfectly, I'm managing editor. It's all about resource management <laughs> and also pentagrams. Yeah, <laughs> it's all of it. It's, uh, uh, nothing ha- about it's that. It's a pentagram plate. Got to eat off something. But I, I think I've just had a sandwich. Not off the devil's trays. Doesn't have to be devil. Thing is, though, yeah, he makes the best sandwiches. Pentagram is like <laughs> deviled eggs as well. Oh, yeah, these eggs. He just calls them eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with the pentagram is, if you go back far enough, it's not the devil. I think it's okay. Yeah. Oh, really? He's got a pentagram. Yeah, it's something else. He just adopted it like the Nazis. <laughs> Basically. You know, you know it's actually a peace symbol, a Tibetan peace symbol. <laughs> yeah. Why has it got teeth? Uh, can't, yeah. can't use this anymore. Right. Uh, great. Well, this is all looking great so far. Uh, okay. Go right ahead to your present, Dan. Temperance. Whoa, so this is glorious. a depiction of a angel, and she's um, pouring what looks like water. It could be wine from one golden goblet to the other. It's passing the time. She's got one foot <laughs> in a little lake in front of her. It does look like she has demon wings, though. Is that relevant? Angel wings, mate. They're burning red. Maybe she dyed them. Maybe it was a style thing. Like that was, it was, the, very, that was much the, it very much the style of the time. Yeah, that was like Rihanna's kind of red hair phase. Everyone was getting involved. Um, the Temperance card shows an angel 
who's both masculine and feminine, pours water between two cups, symbolic of the flow of alchemy and life. You're big into those. Alchemy and life. <laughs> Straddling divides. The winding path in the background up to a mountain range reflects the journey of life so far. This one's about balance, moderation. <laughs> <It's> Blackburn. <laughs> Blackburn to London. Patience well, a and central purpose. Yeah. We're getting a pretty, you know, down-to-earth read here, I feel like, so far. You know, it's about looking out over what's coming up, building on the balance and successes of the past, but having patience in the present moment. So what does your future hold? Boy, the last one's like, just mad. It's like the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> it is all upside down. The world. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, it's shit. one of the things you don't uh, want upside down. So it's upside down. It's the world. It is. It's a. It's a nudie lady holding two wands, and she's surrounded by a bunch of animals that look vaguely human. Well, there's, a, there's like a lion that looks like a goat or a bull and an eagle. So apparently, the world upside down or reversed, as they say, can indicate delays in your life you know it might indicate you want to fulfill a big goal or complete a major project but you're just not taking the steps necessary to get there you might be opting for the quickest or easiest path to attain it but that's not going to lead to the outcome you want you might be close to reaching completion of something but for whatever reason you're just losing focus and slacking off right at the end <laughs> you've got to re-energize do everything you can to reach through, your goal see it over the line see it over Wow. Just write the screenplay, Daniel. Bloody <laughs> hell. Send it to Lloyd Webber for f**k's sake. Have you done, have you done dogs? <laughs> no, cats was huge, but do you know how many popular, how popular dogs are? Is that no? Fine. Cats too? <laughs> Bloody hell, I think they're real. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's so accurate. I, like, I know about the Forer effect. Yeah. But I will go along and just say I think these are real. Yeah. Wow, those are strong words. <laughs> because these are bullshit cards. I made <laughs> them just before I came out. Those are drawn with crayon. <laughs> Can we do... Uh, obviously, I don't have the the psychic capabilities of you. Of course. Our dungeon master. Mm -hmm. Can we <laughs> you know draw... That, you know that wasn't D&D. <laughs> Can we draw one card from the deck to oh. determine your whole life kit? You know, you can do a single card draw. Um, sometimes it's used to clarify a reading, but yeah. we can certainly do it to see if it's going to bring up any kind of questions or unanswered things. All right, Kit. Wow, I can't believe my future is about to be told. Draw your card. <laughs> the Page of Wands. Upside down. Reversed, yeah. Ooh. I don't think... There's going to be power involved. I don't no. think there's going to be power or intellect or those kind of things. Like, how is? Can you describe the card to us? Yeah, the card is a yeah, like oh. a little posh prick. Yeah, like an assistant, like a page. He <laughs> yeah, little posh prick, like a little nerd. He looks like okay. a little posh prick. Okay, okay. he actually looks like, like Kit. Now that I think about <laughs> it, yeah. shit. He's he looks like he's from Northern Ireland. Shouldn't have a wand. He looks like he's he's he looks like he's a dickhead. <laughs> he actually does have kind of fair curly hair. Yeah. He's wearing a hat as well. <laughs> he is actually. Well, <laughs> he's got your face. He's, <laughs> he's actually hosting a podcast now that I look it's at it. It's not even a wand, it's a mic stand. Uh, well, I'm sure that whenever I look into the details of this, that it is going to um, say that he's actually a badass, uh, hot as hell, popular as hell, and um, His parents love him. Very paid. Of course. 
The Page of Wands is a well-dressed young man standing alone in a wilderness. <laughs> That's you so far. <laughs> Setbacks, pessimism, and lack of direction. Wow. As you, it's when you want that extra card now to really clarify it. The Page of Wands suggests that you've tried a few new ventures or projects, but they haven't really worked out. They haven't been successful. Page of Wands depicts someone who's immature with a self-image problem. It could even be someone who's mean-spirited or aggressive. Uh, or someone who's helpless and always the victim. <laughs> so the cards are real. They've all oh, they're real being, so they're being far. spot on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this person is superficial, lazy, and arrogant. They really, Un- uncooperative and impatient. They're really rubbing it in now because they started with just being like, oh, it's someone who doesn't really know where they are in life. They feel lonely. Maybe they fi- failed a couple ventures. They're also selfish but if you're still and reading, asshole. They're also a prick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, come on. His scarf's a bit shit as well. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, you don't need to... And actually, on. I said he was well-dressed, but he thinks he's well-dressed. He actually looks like a twat. <laughs> um, so that, you know, actually, to be fair to the cards, that's not even really my future. That's just... Yeah, that's just criticizing me openly. Yeah, I think we've uh, all come to the same conclusion with these cards. I think, you know, you, you know, it's a bit of fun and games, but, um, you know. Real fun and real games. No, I, 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 you know, I think I think the guys who played it as a parlor game in France, they, they were spot on. You know, all this fortune telling, I don't really know yeah, about yeah, well, all that. Tell yeah. that to my lion. Okay. Tell that to my wand, bro, and my sword. Yeah. I've got one wand. I don't, that is not a wand. I don't feel too great that about that. a skinny little twig. Guys, I've taken you on a bit of a roller coaster with this story set in Ireland of a lady whose prophecy was foretold by her own goddamn brother, and much of it came true. And then I've attempted here on the podcast live to tell your fortunes also. Now, the problem is we can't be sure whether those will come true, but maybe you'll have an idea for whether it is an accurate reading of your own lives. But where do both of you come down on this type of fortune telling? Look, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I was skeptical when we started. Uh, I've never done any sort of uh, predictions like this before. Never seen a psychic or anything like that. But then all of a sudden, you know, the cards are telling me that I'm jacked, that I'm handsome. I don't think they right. said that. I don't think I got the jacked card. No, I the jacked of wands. It's giving no, me cups in the sky. It says I'm going to a castle. Mm, with there might a have wand. been a castle. Yeah. Um, it made me feel like a man. Mm-hmm. And I think any type of card game that makes, card you feel game like, that makes like me feel like a man. It's this and it's Jim Rummy. Is, is accurate to me. So I'm, I'm into it. Do okay. I know if it's real or not? No, but I'm willing to believe it. So it's probably one of the worst conclusions we've ever had in the podcast. I mean, you really just took that one to heart and didn't really consider the evidence. Mm, sorry, is the, is the Page of Wands talking to me right now? Hey. I, the king? Hey. Is little scarf prick boy trying to talk <laughs> to I the want, lion I, I want you to basically make your own deck of tarot cards with new names. That would be little oh, prick of scarves. Oh, you got that? Have you? Oh, he's not good. I got the jacked card. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think, Daniel? What's your conclusion? Um, quite skeptical about tarot cards and horoscopes in general because yep. they're 
ambiguous enough that people can identify with different elements of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like you say a general statement people will latch on it's like it's like you know when people go oh like you're a really positive person but like sometimes you have those moments of doubt when you're alone <laughs> where you think about it too much and you think what other people think of you and you go oh yeah that is me and yes. you realize that is just a universal trait yeah, yeah obviously, every, everyone obviously not for the king of jacked castles no i can't relate at all oh but i so, just when i get home i just look in the like, mirror and flex till i go to sleep and it's the same, like... <laughs> keep flexing. I'm not even that jacked just, as well. I'm really kind just, of flabby. You just in bed, just constantly flexing, Tense tensing. Um, I haven't pooped in days. Uh, which is the same technique that psychics use. You know, yes. say general statements, people latch onto them. Yeah. So with all that scepticism in mind, you know, I was really reluctant to do this, but seeing my cards, I thought it was spot on. Yeah. So yeah, probably definitely true. Uh, on a real note, yeah, I feel like you know, I sort of started messing around with tarot cards a couple of years ago. And I feel like everyone I show them to kind of has that like, whoa, moment of like, that actually kind of applies to me. And it's definitely hard to draw the line as to what, like, are those gross generalizations. Yeah. But I it, think you want to see patterns mm-hmm. and you want to make correlations and connections. And that's like how human minds work. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so you if you see like a thing that is quite abstract you immediately want to make it specific within the context of your life mm-hmm. and I think that's where that illusion comes from mm-hmm. well, that's it like human lives are complex I probably could have been dealt two completely different cards and I still would have gone whoa that relates to a different thing in my life these are so yeah. accurate you know you can kind of make sense well, from anything like you're dealt ambiguous enough that you could graph that onto any aspects of your life probably yeah I mean that's a well not one. that one <laughs> I, I was, actually, I've never done that. Actually, that's me at the end of the night out. It's just me in a, in a cloak looking over three cups. Shit, that happened last week. That is a hangover card if ever I've seen one, yeah. He has a lot of empty you, cups. If he, yeah, if he, <laughs> if he, turn, if he turn around, you just have sick down his front. All the golden cups from my rainbow are just scattered across the floor on that card. That's terrifying. That's the aftermath. Tarot, as a, as a popular interest, has shifted away from fortune-telling towards introspection and self-analysis for sure but i think that the way that you relate it to your own life is real yeah is the card predicting something in the future i don't think so well, it's like when you divide them up like past present and future in like a really like banal way that is literally just like segmenting your life if you were gonna yeah. make, if you were gonna leave and go if you went to like a business lecturer and like or like a motivational person and go like let's have, look at where you've been where you are now where do you want to be in five years yeah that's kind of what you're doing yeah but also you're doing it with cool looking cards hell yeah brother so you guys don't sound too hot on the cards but what about the story of lord tyrone and lady beersford uh, i thought it was a very interesting story i liked and the, real uh well let's please don't jump to any conclusions okay. i liked the idea of the brother keeping the pack and coming back to visit her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool. realistic, I felt. It's mm. cool when you merge religion and ghosts. Uh, <laughs> the church should do something about that. Really feel to get a lot more people. Yeah, because yeah, they're always just like, and Jesus, what ate the bread and this and that. And he was like, it should have been like, he said, drink this wine. It's my blood. Yeah. My zombie blood. They should he have say said that, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but not the he zombie. Does, right. yeah. yeah, you have to oh, have a zo- zombie in. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the gospel. Yeah. There's a lot of discrepancy between Matthew <laughs> I sh- and Mark. I want to rewrite it to be like the the dope Bible. 
They should have sent Jesus back with like a like Freddy mask and stuff to yeah. sort of really like shock the people, you know. You so listening it, now? <laughs> so like at the last <laughs> at the Last Supper, they like Uber eats in a bunch of McDonald's. <laughs> and he's like, eat this nugget. That's not how he did. That's, that's not how he did the fi- feeding the five thousand. Yeah. They didn't just see that and they quietly get an Uber eats in. It's like they haven't seen it. No, he only had uh, three McFlurries yeah. and <laughs> and what, a fish fillet, but everyone was fed. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. They I kept breaking just, it off. I thought he was just doing tuna butties. They got McFlurries. They got McFlurries as well. But as far as the case goes, as far as this story goes, I think we're going to need to see a lot more in the way of evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I will concede it's it's more or less a legend. I mean, the so I said at the end, Lady Beersford got her kids and her closest friends around. One of those close friends did relay the story to the next generation. So it was written down within that lifetime. Mm. It wasn't like a Bible thing where 200 years yeah, went right. by. Right, well, that's cool. So it was documented like secondhand. Yeah. But and she yes, definitely no... died in her 47th year. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> that's not the answer I think we're looking for. I don't know. It would have been Maybe. good. Like, well, that's what the lady says, you know what I mean? Unless we find out this crucial bit of information, I think I'm going to be a no this week on the podcast. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a no too, just because we need to ratify that fact whether she did die and therefore the prophecy was fulfilled. And also, it would have been good if he like said some more things that she could have verified to prove that this wasn't just a delusion. Yeah. Because in the proximity to um, the brother's death, they were obviously clo- close because they were bo- both of orphans. They had a tumultuous upbringing. She could quite easily easily seen him due to grief. Yeah, that's true. You know, if we had more verifiable facts that he would have given her from the... Because it's not that he's just a ghost. He can see the future. Yeah, the, which is we really kind of brushed over that. Yeah, because that's two things, isn't it? One, being a ghost and coming back from the dead, but then also knowing being how, future, an yeah, how future events will unfold. Yeah. Why does that prove that you're a ghost? And also, if you're a brother, don't tell her. I do love the idea of them having but this, this pact <laughs> for like him to come back and tell her if there's a heaven. So one night she's sleeping and he, you know, his spirit appears and and he's like, I've come back. And she's like, Oh, you've you've come back to tell me that there, there is a heaven. Oh no 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 no! Oh. You're you're gonna die. You're gonna. You are gonna <laughs> die. Gonna, That's why I'm back. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> uh, but also, lie. just thought to me. If he can predict the future, if he can see the future, why does he not tell her about the mistake that's going to be made about her age? I'm just jumping back in, guys, to say that she did die at age 47. She lived from 1666 to 1713. That's 47 years, folks. The only problem is you took so long to rectify that question that we've actually got a new, better one. Okay, so it sounds like you're pretty down on this story, too. But I believe in the tarot. Yeah. One for two. It's not bad. Oh, we believe in the tarot? Yeah, I'm on board. Hell, why not? <laughs> All right. It's Halloween, guys. Let's get spooky. <laughs> so that's a, a, a triple no for the case of Lady Beersford and Lord Tyrone in Northern Ireland in the 1600s. But a yes for... I think they're useful and spooky. Okay, they're definitely spooky. Certified spooky. Is that paranormal? Yeah. <laughs> That's a triple yes on the front of tarot cards. (laughs) 
Uh, and now I get a round up the podcast before you guys back out of that. Well, that just about rounds it up for the case of um, Halloween fortune telling. We hope that you have an amazing Halloween. Send us pictures of your costumes. Yeah, go out there and gang some candy. That's right, and send some of it to the commune. I, we've mentioned before we're gonna need it. There's a food shortage, we can tell you that already. The Halloween month, all Patreon donations will be candy instead of money. <laughs> I want all of that in a bucket just sent directly to my house. Uh, yeah, you can send your um, candy and pics to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Um, what have you guys got planned for Halloween? Um, what do we have planned? Um, I'm actually just, um, gonna get my pentagram plate out. Okay. Have a devil sandwich. Okay. And converse with the evil lord. Strong. I see these cards have had a uh, powerful impact on you. I'm just gonna flip my switch. What? Quiet night in. Mute the phone. Oh. You know. I wish I hadn't asked. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us Thank you on for this episode me. of This Paranormal Life. We've been meaning to get you on for absolutely ages. I couldn't be more prepared for Halloween now. Yeah, because yeah. we, we've only ever had one other guest, which was Gav. And mm-hmm. after that, we thought, we'll never again. Yeah, it, um, was, it was horrendous. It was awful. It was unmitigated disaster. <laughs> but enough time has passed now that I, that I think it's fine. That was Grass funny. can grow again. Yeah. <laughs> And now it'll be another year because this was just awful. Wow. Um, But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you want to follow Daniel on Twitter, he is at Krupa. Yep. Not sure how he got that username. I I am infinitely jealous. Mm. I stole that off an Indian man who hadn't used his Twitter for four years. There you go. That's actually a true story. That's actually a true story. Interesting. Mad jealous. And illegal. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for this special Halloween episode of This Paranormal Life. I hope you have a spooky evening and we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. I want like a lightning bolt to end it. That's good. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of Real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.